Welcome to TARDIS Talk, the weekly podcast where we discuss all things Doctor Who. This week, a shock announcement, Shuti Gatwa is the 14th Doctor. This is, you couldn't get much more hotter off the press recording today's episode. Uh, joining me as usual is Matt and Cook. We were actually halfway, probably not even halfway, about a quarter of the way through recording this week's planned episode of Pyramids of Mars when Cook spat his drink all over his microphone to tell us that the 14th Doctor had been announced and we immediately stopped what we were doing. Right, <laughs> in our defense, we immediately thought he was lying to us yeah. and then we stopped what we were doing. Yeah. didn't believe me. That was the initial <laughs> initial gut reaction, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so Shuti Gatwa, I'm, I'm pretty certain I'm pronouncing his name correctly there. Um, yeah, I, I staggered and amazed at such a brilliant, brilliant casting. Of course, uh, a lot of people will more commonly know him as... Is it Eric, his character name in Sex Education? Yeah, Eric. Yeah, Eric. yeah. so he plays Eric in Sex Education, the Eric, hit yeah. Netflix show. Um, a very flamboyant, outrageous character uh, who is just brilliant. Um, I'm just going to have to send my social media off because it's dinging like mad in the background, understandably. Um I mean, boys, what the hell? <laughs> that came out of, the, out of nowhere, didn't it? That was very... Um, I don't think his name was thrown about at all, was it? No, not in the slightest. No, no, Which no, Which no. is almost what you want, really. That, well, that's exactly it. That is exactly it. I mean, they've obviously had to announce it because they, they start filming next week, don't they? There's been so much production yeah. stuff, you know, tittering away behind the scenes this past week. Um, have you guys seen him in anything else before? I've, I've not. I've only seen him. In- yeah, literally just sex education. Yeah. I think the only thing I know him from. It's, it, that was definitely his breakout role, wasn't it? In uh, yeah, sex education. Yeah, I'm going to have a look at his Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got his filmography in front of me now. <laughs> this is going to be a very dynamic week, oh literally. Oh my God, it's already been updated. Say yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's already been added. That's the bit that made me grin. But, but the only thing that I know him from is sex education. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, he, you know, sort of like seeing the character that he is in that. Um, and obviously, like, we, 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 like, for about 30 seconds spoke about how how he's going to portray the role because he is he is quite a flamboyant, outrageous sort of camp LGBT character in, in, in that. You wondered if any of that was going to be trans, translated across to um, to the 14th Doctor. Maybe. You, you don't know. Russell T. Davies may want to shake it up in that respect. But also he may he may play it um, in, in more of a traditional style and be kind of like a dark and brooding sort of, uh, sort of character. It's also worth noting... Okay, so not counting Joe Martin because she's kind of technically not one of the one of the class, is she? I mean, she is, but she's not. This is the first Doctor of Color, which is amazing. You know, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, in a mainline way, I guess. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we obviously don't know about the whole chron- uh, chronolog- uh, chronological order of things. But easy for you to say. Actually, from yeah, exactly. I'm gonna chew on that for a moment. Um, but actually, on screen, yeah, you are correct. Mm. Yeah, so um, absolutely fantastic to kind of see that this this announcement has been made. Um, I suppose kind of because there were rumours, weren't there, that they were going to announce the next Doctor next week or next weekend on the fourteenth, um, and maybe they just wanted to get the jump before filming leaks started happening and stuff. Um, it still begs the question: Are we going to get like a Christmas special beforehand? Um, interesting that they've gone back to mail when so many people were concerned were, were like not concerned, so many people were convinced. They were going to stick with uh, female casting um, as opposed to male uh, in a in a bid just to kind of like not play down to the you know the um, misogynists and stuff out there who said Doctor Who doesn't work with a female etc. How do we think that's going to reflect? 
Uh, a lot of people are going to read into it, aren't they? They are, aren't they, unfortunately? I, I have a feeling that Russell T. Davies, being Russell T. Davies, just cast the person he wanted. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. And, and, yeah. and I'll be honest, I think, and that's how I think it should go. It should be the person who's best fitting for the role. And what, what I'm hoping this doesn't set is a trend of we now go back to, you know, the best part of what? 13 male doctors in a row mm. i would like it now to be something that is quite fluid moving forwards shake it up you know every it time. can be yeah it, it, well, it doesn't necessarily have to switch back and forth every time but it shouldn't be a whole you know yeah exactly yeah. it could be anyone any background it doesn't matter anybody at this point forward to be able to play the doctor yeah that's fantastic i have just noticed actually this very second that um shooty has put a, an instagram post up uh, and it's titled The Future Is Here, and it's got two love hearts plus a little blue square. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Liked by Jane Tranter, naturally. Um, so how would you guys, it, it, each of you, bearing in mind that we just found this out and knowing what we know of his portrayal in sex education, it wouldn't be unfair to say he's definitely going to play every character in the same way, but how would you guys want him to kind of portray, now that we know that it's a male um you know how, and and he's quite young as well. Still, he's twenty nine. So he's the same age Matt Smith was, I think, when he took the role on, wasn't he? He was twenty nine, wasn't he? I think Matt Smith was twenty eight. So Peter 29. Davison was twenty nine as well. I think they were both, yeah, they were around about that age as well, weren't they? How how would you want him to portray this cook, um, or not want him, but how would you? Uh, well, yeah, how would you want him? Because you can't you can't say how would you expect him to portray this, portray the role. Would you want him to be dark and brooding, or would you want him to be kind I, of like? I, he needs to have. He needs to have some elements of that, I think, like every doctor does. Yeah. Which I think was a little bit lacking with Jodie Whittaker. Definitely. I think I don't, I don't want I don't want to make this a bashing session because this is no, like of course. fourteen. But, yeah, um, yeah. Like there were good glimpses of that in, in thirteen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we yeah. definitely need that yin yang going on. Yeah, with hugely. The character. Yeah, um, I totally agree. Um, do you think, like in in perspective of um, perspective of things like? Capaldi kind of felt very alien to humans because he was always kind of like, oh, I can't tell you genders apart, and oh, um, you know, kind of like he, he was. Stephen Moffat would be very clever in the way that he would write um, uh, the Twelfth Doctor because he would basically write him distinctly alien, like he wasn't able to distinguish between certain things. Um, I would you want that I to be reflected again through fourteen? I definitely think Shooty would be very convincing if that was his portrayal of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything to add to that. No, no, that's fair enough. What about you, Matt? How would you want to For me, I just want presence. So again, what I quite like actually is that that moment of not knowing when you're seeing the clean slate, flap of afraid of the Doctor on the screen. Yeah. I really don't mind. What I want to step uh, how anyone portrays the Doctor. What I want to step away from is I want to get back to being that presence in the room that we've spoken about before, um, and actually back to being a really more of a really confident Doctor. I don't yeah. mind if it's something be if it's somebody who's going to be darker a bit more whimsical or whichever way around you want to do it but i just want the presence and the confidence back of the character yeah no, i completely agree someone who's got control of a situation um i can see him being like that myself uh in in, in the portrayal of it anyway i i just got this vibe i would like personally i wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of that flamboyance um, I'm kind of on the on the on, on the same side as you guys though. I want there to be that element of control. Like I I step into a room and I have command and authority. That's what the doctor yeah, is. But, but exactly. But uh, just I, to blend those two together, Matt Smith does a really good job of being a little bit flamboyant and still. Well, I would say he's more aloof than flamboyant. He's, well, yeah, all right. I can see what you mean. But what I mean is, you can still have both. They don't yeah, have course, to be yeah. opposites of each other. No, of course. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Cook. You were going to say something. I definitely think he can pull off the flamboyant gravitas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sort of I mean, hybrid that, that we 
that we're talking about here. Um, he's done it in his previous role, so we know he can pull off the, pull off that part of it. I just want to see now how he, well, if he takes that forward as how he's been directed or acting for the Doctor, mm. and if he does, how does he merge those together? Mm. Well, yeah, that's that's the million dollar question. I mean, there's one other big thing actually in terms of casting announcements that they haven't yet said, and that's who he's going to be travelling with because obviously we just said they probably released it because they start filming next week we need to know who the companion is I wonder if we'll find, we must find out that soon we've then. got sure, to sure. yeah we've got to really haven't we because they you know you can't you can't kind More of start news. filming we are insatiable <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of the dynamic um it's hard to say because when Matt Smith was announced he was an unknown wasn't he like no one really knew who he was he was just like this this lad off the streets also I think it's worth noting. I can't remember when they announced Karen Gillan. Um, was it was it immediate yeah, or was it just I don't kind of really no? Was it kind of like a minor sort of subtext sort of thing that they they sort of? I think the earliest I knew about it really was so they had those filming pictures, which we now know is from the Angel two parter in series five. But it was right, them yeah. on the sort of quarry bit with the TARDIS and Karen and. Mm. Matt Smith were there. And yeah, the, the, those are the earliest filming pictures I remember seeing. So, but I can't remember when the actual casting announcements were. Yeah, no, no. I, I just distinctly because if we if we were to talk about the way that this has been announced, it is it's it's so typical of Russell T Davies. It's so understated mm. that it's exactly the same way David Tennant was announced. There was no build up. There was no you know just a flashy adverts and no kind of like mini film, mini episode type thing. It was just one day. I can't remember what it was, uh, back in 2005, it was announced that David Tennant would be taking over um, the role in, in a BBC News article, and that was it. And that was it. So apparently, um, 29th of May... What was I when... Can, it's the, I can find an article from May 29th, 2009. It says, Doctor Who's new companion unveiled as 21-year-old Karen Gillan. Right, okay, so that was when Karen Gillan was announced, and can we remember when Matt Smith was announced? There's a, I was watching a really good YouTube video about all the all the announcements uh, recently. I watched, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, I can't remember who it was who did it. Can you remember the YouTuber who, who it was? Mr. Tardis, I think. Mr. Tardis, right, yeah, so he does a really good video, and he basically goes through every single Doctor and when when the announcements were made. Um, it's quite interesting to see some of them. Like, he was talking about... Have you seen this video, Matt? No, no, no. I'll um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put the link somewhere, but we don't really share links on podcasts, do we? I'll read it out, everyone who's listening. Get a pen. I'll make sure that I include all the little squiggly hyperlinks at the end. <laughs> um, no, he basically kind of uh, made an interesting point that it's really difficult to pinpoint the announcement of some doctors, like McGann, for example. There's a lot of controversy as to when he was actually announced as the eighth doctor, because um, there's no like official press statements. But uh, yeah, this is very understated. This particular announcement, very typical of Russell T Davies, just to be like, "Oh, I'll just announce it on BBC News," on, you know, on the, on the news. But I think that's probably well, the right way to do it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Again, I think that's probably the right way of doing it. And the first time we actually get to experience this new Doctor will be when they're on screen, not yeah. as an interview or the you know the, the build that we normally have. Yes, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, I am I am very keen. It's just I think that the it's it's wonderful that we've found this out, but we're still in that unknown period because we just don't know what the state of the show is. We don't know when it's coming back after after the centenary. We don't know if we've got to go a whole year until the sixtieth, and that's going to be Shooty's first episode. Um, I mean, logically, if I was running the show and I thought I could get away with it, I would make the sixtieth his first episode, and I would make it be about the regeneration in some capacity. Because it feels like a weird time to have a series before then and then jump into a big 60th. Do you know what I mean? It feels like that's a perfect jumping on point for, for a new era. Um, 
but because we've got that ambiguity and that uncertainty as to when kind of the show's coming back I guess mm, I, I, I don't know that's that's the only thing that's hanging that and who the companion is who do you think if you could pick I, I won't necessarily ask you Matt because I know that you're not great with names and stuff like that but if, <laughs> I'm if, like thank you my bond from that show no, <laughs> that's the one uh, Bet Lynch from Coronation Street um, if if you could who would you pick to play alongside Shooty Cook based on uh, uh, again we have to base this purely on this character of Eric from, <laughs> from sex education which is difficult because you can't base that's it that's the only thing he's known from yeah. draw from yes yeah, where he's on. had interactions as a drama actor with other I mean, dramatic characters do you think he'd work well with it with a with a, a, a TARDIS team or an individual I want it to go back to a single companion format personally that's what that was what my gut instinct would have been yeah I want it to go back to a single companion format definitely um, um because I just can't. In terms of names, I don't know. I'm trying to pick some off that top of my head. I think it's... what's her face? Um, I can never remember her name. Uh, Charlotte Ritchie, who's played in. Oh, yeah. yeah, she she was in the uh, Re- Resolution. Was it Resolution or Revolution? It was Revol- yeah. Resolution, wasn't it? So she was the girl who was taken over by the Dalek mutant Matt. Um, in the oh, yeah. new special, yeah, her she's in Ghosts and Call the Midwife and stuff. I can see someone like her being. I'd like this to be like an academic astute historian type companion played off against a sassy but brooding doctor i think that would be a really good mix um maybe even an older companion someone in the vein of like graham but maybe like a librarian version of graham playing off against a young and sprightly but again a quite dark sort of like age reversal type thing with with this younger doctor if we're if we are gonna be drawing off sex education quite a bit for um what to go writing over this? Yeah, um, <laughs> which would be unfair. We have to stipulate that. <laughs> Gillian Anderson. <laughs> Gillian Anderson asked the companion would be unbelievable. I mean, uh, there's a there's a lot of people of my generation who'd be who'd be watching and 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 wouldn't be able to contain their excitement at that. Um, bearing in mind, well, she's still pretty hot now. To be fair, um, she was pin up in the nineties, uh, but. Yeah, uh, I, sorry, I went off into a into a sort of like a. She's an amazing actress. My brain, she's she's a fantastic actress. Yeah, she is. Um, I don't think she'd kind of like demote herself to the role of a companion. Though. No, she no, wouldn't really. No, that is more for people who are kind of like making themselves. Well, I say that though. Catherine Tate was very well known before she took the role on. Um, you know, Billy Piper. I wouldn't say she yes. had an illustrious pop career before her, but she was known. <laughs> this is probably going to be quite left field and. Um... Uh, Possibly controversial, but do you reckon Jack Whitehall would be a good guy? Oh, fuck that. I would turn it off. I can't <laughs> stand really? him. I can't... I wouldn't turn it off, but I can't stand Jack seen, Whitehall. Have you seen Fresh Meat? Uh, yes. Yeah, and I think it's his character, JB, isn't it? Is he JB in that? I JP, think it's... Yeah, yeah, JP, yeah. Because he is, like, proper eaten boy, isn't he? I just can't stand him. <laughs> it's just I something... I'm well, sure he's a nice time. guy, but... Do you really? What is it about yeah. him that you think would make a good companion? Do you know who we're talking about, Matt? Yes, I do actually. Yeah. I'm well aware of and I'm in the same camp as Cook. Actually, I think he'd be mm. an interesting companion. But again, it all depends on how they choose to portray the character. Yeah, this yeah, is always well, the yeah. problem with this: is we speculate, but that's come of that pinch of salt off it, <clears throat> based off what we know about them at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. I suppose it, it would be because it is hard to pinpoint how he's going to portray the role and how uh, 
uh, RTD is going to want him to portray the role. I am just going to read you both, and for the benefit of people listening to the podcast, I'm going to read uh, his his quote. Um, I think it would be kind of fair to, to read, read the quote. Shooty's, Shooty's quote, yeah. Um, okay. Russell's put a quote in here as well. I mean, I can, I can read that if you want me to. Uh, sh- release, isn't it? Yeah, so Shooty's basically said, uh, there aren't quite the words to describe how I'm feeling. A mix of deeply honoured, beyond excited, and, and of course, a little bit scared. This role and show means so much to so many around the world, including myself, and each one of my incredibly talented predecessors has handled that unique responsibility and privilege with the utmost care. I'll endeavour with my utmost to do the same. Russell T. Davies is almost as iconic as the Doctor himself, and being able to work with him is a dream come true. His writing is dynamic, exciting, incredibly intelligent, and fizzing with danger. An actor's metaphorical playground. The entire team have been so welcoming and truly give their hearts their show. And so, as much as it's daunting, I'm aware I'm joining a really supportive family. Unlike the Doctor, I may only have one heart, but I'm giving it all to this show. I, I think it's really well put together. I mean, it's obviously like a press release statement. He's got a PA who's probably helped him write it to some extent. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, but it's nice to see that when people take on the role, they take it on knowing it's not just another TV show. Yeah, um, and what I quite like as well is he's gone in there and said that, you know, he is a bit scared, actually, that, mm. with this role, but actually he's more than willing to go in and throw so much into it because he knows the importance behind it. Yeah, and definitely. actually, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how because I have no idea how much of a fan he is. It'd be interesting to know if he's a big fan, if he's gone back and watched loads, sort of how how much history does he know about the show now versus uh, before he got the part versus now he's got the part I mean he's 29 so he's obviously not grown up with it with the classic hair or anything doesn't mean he can't have gone back and watched any of it and, and we have to remember uh, we've had this we've, we've had this conversation before I don't think it's kind of like um, you know a, a job requirement to have gone back and watched the show uh, the show's history you could probably get away with watching the new era of Doctor Who which he probably he may have grown up as a kid watching it or a teenager watching the new era Um and that's fine and fair enough, but it, it does pay dividends to go back and, and honour the history. Um, oh, yeah, of, and of it. You, yeah. It, it gives you, I imagine anyway, you know, speaking as if I am an actor, because I'm definitely not one, but I imagine <laughs> it, gives you, it gives you so much more to work with the more you go back and research this character. Yeah, oh, Maybe not watch yeah. every single episode, but the more you research this particular character, because there's so much history to it, yeah. there's so much to work with as well as so much to avoid to make sure you don't repeat doing the same thing over and over yeah no I completely agree it's interesting isn't it that we've now had so many new who doctors that it's not necessarily required to watch a classic to understand yeah. the role at this uh, point no you're right the, yeah uh, uh, i think it's only variety as well it, yeah it's only because the new era has been so referential to the old era and it's included it i mean look at look at shows like i am by no stretch of the imagination a trekkie i probably like grew up and watched the occasional next generation when it was on bbc2 in the 90s um and i'm aware of kind of like the the, the trek universe but i'm by no means a trekkie but you've got they have lots of different spin-off shows and they lightly touch upon their connectivity but they don't build on it or they don't kind of like link to it and doctor who's that weird beast isn't it where it, it, it has happened you know um human nature family of blood with the journal of impossible things it's, it's littered with with classic references um when Moffat took the keys was, on, it that was the up. first time they acknowledged the Eighth Doctor, I believe. It was on screen. Yes, it was. It was the first time they canonised him as as, as part of the um, uh, kind of like the chain. Apart from the fact that obviously Chris came in as, as nine, um, but yeah, you're right. It's the first time they acknowledged Paul as 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 a yeah. Um, but it, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I think you're right. You don't have to kind of adhere to it anymore. But I do think it is. Uh, it's useful. It's useful, and I also think it's incredibly. Um, I don't want to say touching, but I think it's incredibly kind of endearing to see that they still pay homage 
constantly to the show's past uh, considering the fact that it wouldn't, they wouldn't have brought it back if it hadn't been there in the first place. And it's nice that we've got showrunners who grew up in that era. Um, who you jump forward? If Doctor Who's still going in about twenty-five years, you won't have showrunners who grew up in that era, will you? It'll no. be people who grew up with this era, um, and they'll be well, conscious of of the old stuff. I was thinking earlier, like it's incredibly weird time because a lot of the people who grew up to become the showrunners now, Stephen Moffat, Chris Chibnall, RTD, etc., um, they lived and witnessed Doctor Who, having never had a return to the thing that they enjoy most, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a different Whereas breed. Yeah. People who've loved watching Russell T Davies's version expectedly get a second, like it's the second coming of Christ. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, in how do you deify him? We may actually be the luckiest Doctor. The RTD fans are the luckiest Doctor Who fans. Yes, Ever. because it's it's born from love, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. it's born from love. And I, 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 yeah, you're right. I, I, the JNT era again. He was a fan um, of the show when he took it on. You know, he kind of grown up with with the with the early stuff. So, with, I mean, the really early stuff. Um, so it's 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 interesting to kind of see to to make that comparison. I guess, yeah, yeah. It, it's nice to see that it's being born out of the love of of something and the fan passion of something that Russell's taken taken on with. Just while we're talking about Russell, there is a quote here from him, and he basically is kind of sort of implied <clears throat> one of two things. So um, he said, uh, 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 "Chuty, uh, is it Chuty? Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, Chuty Dazzlers seized hold of the Doctor and owned those TARDIS keys in seconds. It's an honour to work with him and a hoot, and I can't wait to get started. So to me, that means that he basically nailed the interview." or the audition you know he must have had something really powerful when he came in and, and just nailed it the second thing is that Russell has said I promise you 2023 will be spectacular so I think we can roll off a Christmas special this year I think we can say yeah. no it's not going to happen and it makes me think that we're going to get a spring, uh, a spring series 14 yeah that's I think that's also yeah I, a like, likelihood possible because I know he cards at least yeah well he he was on record fairly recently I believe in saying that he wanted to go back to um, or this may be hearsay uh, he wanted to go back to um, his traditional format of uh, 12 episodes with a spring start and a Christmas special um, on Saturdays because that's just what works uh, you know and I think it will do and I think it will pay dividends sort of when it comes back and, and, and that, that that's sort of very much the case with it I guess um, with this particular casting then so do we think it's going to be a case of um russell's going to draw on previous elements of the doctor because when david tennant came on he was very fresh and different wasn't he i suppose christopher eccleston was as well i suppose they all have been incredibly unique with the exception of like matt smith and Peter Capaldi. Moffat basically moulded his Doctor interpretations off previous incarnations to some extent, didn't he? I mean, Matt Smith has never basically has never been shy about saying his influences came from Pat Troughton. And yeah. Capaldi is a he wanted to be that curmudgeonly first Doctor, that gr- that crotchety, grumpy man. But there's definitely smatterings of third Doctor in him in the action, you know, the action side of things. I think he's a very 
he's like a massive mix of lots of different ones Capaldi is yeah 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 but they're definitely the, the Hartnell influence and the crotchety grumpy old man is, is the driving force there isn't that's it that's what he wanted originally yeah. yeah so knowing that Russell T Davies is uh, Chris and David were very much so 9 and 10 were very much unique do we think they're going to do the same thing for uh, for duty? Is it going to be very much the same kind of? They're going to take take a completely clean slate and not have any any inference to previous incarnations. Or if you're a gambling man, Matt, what would you put your money on? Would you say yes, it's yeah, going to see, be I, something fresh? Or I was just pondering this, and actually, I think it's probably going to be a bit more back to stability. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly you took the words out of my mouth. Stability. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be going back to at least for the very first season, you know, because we always talk about as well that again, I think a really good example is um, Peter Capaldi sort of he, his his version of the Doctor changed that is that is series he was on screen. Yeah, but actually, I think at least for um his uh, for the first season now that once Russell's back, sort of you know in charge of everything. Yeah, I think yeah. it is going to be about stability. We may have things evolve and change over time, mm-hmm. but we are probably going to go back to some more. You know the sort of the trial and test format talked about sort of the screen time when's it gonna be on the screen but actually for the character as well Mm -hmm. we're gonna rely on maybe some old tropes to start with but obviously again there'll be an opportunity for new twists but i do think it's going to be a lot of the stuff that we know and love yeah hugely yeah yeah you basically just kind of like said what i was going to say yeah i i think it's going to be that jump back to stability um i think this casting also lends to the fact that russell knows his audience at this point and he knows a lot of the people that are going to be watching are the people that watched him when they were kids a long time ago. Yeah. And Sex Education is an incredibly popular show <laughs> with that sort of age group. Was Russell connected to Sex Education? I don't think so. Not in so any it wasn't, any, wasn't anything to do with him at all? Okay, fair enough then. Yeah, that's um, interesting. But he's loves to, he, he probably watches it. He, he watches a lot of stuff Russell Davies does, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, um, I mean, he this Chitty's uh, won loads of awards anyway, so... so. Yeah. Is he Scottish? Because I've seen loads of references to Scottish BAFTAs and stuff to do with him, and I don't know whether or not he's Scottish or not. I've, I'd listened to an interview for about 30 seconds uh, at the start that just probably recorded. Um, I didn't pick up a Scottish accent in the slightest. I don't, he was I don't raised know. in Scotland, apparently, yeah. Oh, right, okay. So he was born in Rwanda. So, yeah, yeah well, yeah, he's, he's Scottish by, by uh, proxy, I suppose. Then. Okay, fair enough. That's interesting. So a third Scottish doctor. Third? Fourth? Third. McCoy, Capaldi... Oh, I feel like I'm missing someone. I'm not, am I? No. McCoy, Capaldi. Tenant. <laughs> oh, Tenant, shit. <laughs> I thought you were joking. There are listeners. No, there are listeners going, what the fuck's wrong with him? Obviously, David Tennant. What? 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 Oh, jeez. So. I don't know why it took me so long to realise that, because I literally saw a map of where all the doctors came from the other day. <laughs> really? Well, I think I think the it's because David Tennant, like, really kind of strongly plays his accent completely differently as Ten, doesn't he? He's like a, like a, yeah. like a cockney to some extent, isn't he? What is his accent? Ten. It's South. It's, it's London, isn't it? It's like I don't know. He, talks, he, he don't. He don't talk like that, does he? <laughs> All right, back to the Saudis. No, he don't. He don't he's talk. He's got the BBC accent, doesn't he? No, it's not because he's got a bit. Of, he's, it doesn't. It's yeah. You may be right. It's definitely not plum kind of um, Queen's BBC, but it's it's uh, there's a there's a twang of the South East Eastern accent about him. Estuary English is that estuary estuary <laughs> estrogen English, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm yeah. I'm 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 definitely curious to see what sort of character uh, Chutie's going to play this as. Um, 
I'm going to have to go and watch Sex Education. The danger is I don't want to kind of get like one preconceived approach to it in my mind because then when it actually comes on it's... on air and I get something different, I'll be like, oh, I wasn't expecting that at all. The thing is, I don't think he'd take the role if he thought it was just a copycat of something he's already done. Yeah, possibly. Like, yeah. No actor's really going to do that. No, and no, I agree. And this is this is what I was saying about actually we need to see what he does with the role when he's on screen about it because that's going to be so important. Yeah, hugely. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 definitely agree. Definitely agree. It, it's going to be interesting because, like, obviously he's joined this long lineage of Doctors. I wonder, you tend to see when, when new Doctors are cast and announced, and obviously, like, the predecessor, the immediate predecessor generally has a conversation, don't they? You always hear about it in interviews and stuff. You know, or when I got the when, when I got the role, I contacted the predecessor, or they contacted me, and they gave us some sage words of advice. What sage words of advice do you reckon Jodie Whittaker is going to offer? <laughs> It's probably going to be more along the lines of just enjoy yourself and enjoy the experience or some... Do you reckon she'll be screwing her face up as she's saying it in that way she does? No. Wrinkling her face up again. Aw. You'll be fine! I don't know what that was. I think think that seems to have generally been the advice. It's always been production side advice that they've given them. Um, Yeah, I suppose. From what I I can tell. Because they've never really... They've been quite tight-lipped on the actual details. Yeah. It's always been, from what I can tell, some sort of... Just just have a good time. I mean, all I can say is... Right, two things. Cue the fanfic. (laughs) So there's going to be tons of people writing fanfic about how this Doctor's going to be portrayed. And uh, it'll be be quite interesting. Um, I see quite a bit of on Twitter randomly. I don't know why. Um, Already? There is no, not now. I'm just saying like, when, when in the past, like Matt Smith and stuff, oh, and, right, and Jodie Whittaker and all that, you tend to see it popping up. There is one darker topic we need to talk about, and that is um, the negative side of of the community and just the wider kind of watching world. So there are going to be people out there who are going to be like, "Yeah, there's not another woman. Thank God for that. We're back to Doctor Who as a man again, like it should be." You know, right? um, but then we've, we're going to have. We're going to have other people who are going to be like, oh no, a black man, ugh. Which, it's going to happen. You are going to get those morons crawling out of the woodwork. Um, do, do, we, do we care about their opinions? We don't care yeah, about their also, opinions. It, it, but also, it drives me nuts because one of, the, you know, one of the things that he puts out there quite strongly as a theme in its show is that you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You deserve a background. You deserve a chance. You deserve the opportunity to to live and to flourish and do all the all the kind of things which you know the Doctor kind of embodies as he goes from episode to episode. Yeah. So the fact that there are fans who think that way that irks me. Well, I wouldn't even necessarily say fans. It's just daily mail readers. Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't say that as a sweeping <laughs> sweeping statement, especially yeah, in the podcast. I'm <laughs> no matter how we play it, they will they will like, they will consider themselves fans. So they are fans, yeah, yeah. whether we agree with them or not. But it's still it's still a problem to me that that is a message the show prides itself on. And yeah. you're right, there will be people out there who will who will be racist and be sexist and have all those yeah. comments that we know are going to come up and that to me is just incredibly disappointing well what do we think the um how do we think uh female fans are going to feel about this um we really need to get uh, a, a female in the podcast well, actually just to balance the opinions exactly. out a little bit <laughs> charlie doesn't really like jodie whittaker does she so, no uh, she, she didn't like Peter be, either though i think <laughs> Well, ultimately, it's just going to be on a person by person basis. Like, you, you mm. can't say all male fans like loved 
Capaldi or Matt Smith or David no, Smith. but I'm talking more from the perspective of what about like the female fans out there who were really happy that the show was moving in a more progressive direction in terms of casting a female, and now it. For, I think Matt, you may have said a bit earlier. But, this can be this 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 could be seen as a as a backward step. Um, in terms of going back to it being a, a, a male casting, because I, I don't know about you, but if I, I would have put conclusion, I would have put money down on it being a female casting. Well, this is, this is the bit to me, and there's two bits I'll, I'll, I'll add to this part of the conversation, which is actually around the fact of it depends on what they do after when we talk about sort of the 15th and the 16th Doctor. It depends whether or now this is a this is a U-turn, and actually we're not going to have another female Doctor, or is it just going to be whoever is right for the role moving forward? So yeah, actually, yeah. That, that is the one where I think we'll will smash any of these ideas actually that's gone backwards or they've done a u-turn because it depends on what happens after this or yeah. what patterns start to emerge um and the other thing i was just going to say sort of about um uh, a female's opinion on having a female doctor interestingly i'm going to play the i'm going to talk about my mother now my mother is a massive who fan and she watches um quite a lot of all this including a lot of whitaker's time and um yeah. she hasn't enjoyed seeing jody on screen at all Really? And obviously, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to use my mum as she speaks for everybody. <laughs> the litmus However, test for all females. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but she was really disappointed. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Well, as Cook said earlier, we went to listen to a bashing session. Um, yeah, it's I, just, just going to be down to personal taste at the end of the day, really. I'm just, a lot I'm of just people are going to be happy. A lot of people are going to be wow, disappointed. Wow, that's what I mean. I'm, my, <laughs> my opinion is. That was me just like trying to do that. Wow, it's going to happen to Well, because I, again, I I wouldn't say Whitaker's one of my favourite doctors, but I don't think she's as bad as a lot of the abuse that she gets. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm. Yeah, no, obviously she's definitely not. not because definitely not. she does get a lot of abuse. She does. I think, and I, I think she's still really, really good. I think there's some things i definitely would have directed differently if i you know have my magic wand and could do things differently however i do think that she's still a fairly good doctor i think they all are yeah they've got their their strengths and weaknesses some more than others um i just I, i'm just getting out from the perspective of young aspiring uh, girls and stuff who may be like who may genuinely be upset that it's not a another male uh, uh, sorry another the female the fact that the precedent has been set is more important than the ongoing Mm. Of yeah, I'm it. just I'm just playing devil's advocate. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess I guess. Yeah, it's... so long so long as Jodie is not treated as a one-off, and that you know, yeah, that's exactly that's yeah. reason it was done. As long as we move forward with that idea that anybody now, anybody, any background, any gender doesn't matter can be the doctor. That <laughs> is what we need to move forward with. Yeah. So I wasn't laughing at you. I just saw a a, a, a clip from Doctor Who poop on the thing. <laughs> we'll watch that later. That's that's one to one to save. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll look at that later. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I guess um, very exciting time. All in all, we've got a name. Uh, I'm over the moon. Um, I, I, I guess, like in some ways, it's nice now that we've got the name and we know who it is. Uh, I'm just still chomping at the bit or champing at the bit uh, to know more <laughs> who's the companion you know mm-hmm. um, when are we getting it are we getting a Christmas special that sounds like we're not but you know please just confirm we're not getting one you know are we getting a series before the 60th <laughs> give us these details we need to know it's too it's too far away for us to not know um, yeah I just I've got a really good vibe uh, a really good feeling about about this casting. A really good feeling. Um, 
really good feeling. Your reaction was adorable. Because what, 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 what was it you said? What was it you said? You literally went, oh my God, oh my God. And then you started screaming for your missus. You went, Charlie, come quick, come quick. <laughs> I, I initially didn't recognise him. And she went, oh, it's him. from It's Eric from Sex Education. I was like... Oh, that's who it is. I thought I recognised him because there were there were rumours. I'm glad that they went with a with a a, a, a person of colour and a male person of colour as well because um, I have said in the past, haven't I? I've wanted people like Pat and Joseph to play the role. And there was a character from Russell T Davies's um, It's a Sin. I can't remember the actor's name, but I thought he would have been really good in the role as well. I think I know who you mean. Yeah, he would have been really good in the role as well. I think he was he was briefly briefly referenced uh, as as. as being one of the names that people were banding about, um, but yeah, I'm just ecstatic that that Chitty's sort of like you yeah, know Amari Douglas. Amari Douglas, thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. that's 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 the chap. But now I'm I'm over the moon that um, uh, Chitty's got the key to the TARDIS because we jump forward a year <laughs> and we're sitting here halfway through series 14 and we're like oh my god what has Russell done <laughs> it was this guy um, I was, yeah I was thinking about that the other day it would be so <clears throat> so awkward if we had to sit down for the for the episode one podcast and we're all just silent <laughs> yeah I mean I've <laughs> It's that is a bridge we'll cross when we get to it. It's Russell. <laughs> we, what we have to bear in mind when we get around to watching, and this isn't just us, this is every Doctor Who fan, we have to bear in mind that it's been it's been 12 years since Russell T. Davies has, has done any Doctor Who. And he's changed a lot in terms of his writing style. And Doctor Who has cha- changed a lot in terms of its, its direction and the way that we get stories and stuff. So I'm not expecting it to be a carbon copy of 2005. Or by or two thousand and ten by any stretch. I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't think any reasonable person yeah. would. I think, and and I agree. I think it's not going to be a carbon copy, but we are going to go back to some old beats like we talked about earlier about stability being a really key theme. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and some season arcs. Some, ah, oh, I miss season arcs. You know, cracking the wall. I never thought I'd say that, but I miss them so much. And season arcs that that resolve as well, rather than season arcs that span three seasons and then don't have a definitive resolution. I'm <coughs> just child, excuse me. Um, oh, please tell us how you sorry, really it's, it's the hay fever. I've, I've got a terrible cough. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I may have just deafened all our listeners then as well. I should have pulled my head away from the mic. Um, do you know who I would really love to see as a companion? I don't know if you've listened to this week's episode, Cook. I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, no, so, I haven't. Doctor Who Redacted. Um, have you listened to it yet, Matt? No, I uh, to awful, awful. <laughs> um, Charlie Craggs. I would really love to see Charlie Craggs playing uh, the companion. Um, she's brilliant. She's such a sprightly little actor. Uh, considering she's had no no training as well, um, uh, like no 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 official formal act, act, acting training. From what I read on a BBC uh, interview, um, I think she'd be. Re- you know, who I'm talking about Cook. Is it the main one that goes to see? Yes, Grant I can't remember her name. I can't remember her character's name, but I know the actor. Yeah, the actor's called Charlie Craggs. Um, Cl- is it Chloe? Cleo. Cleo. Thank you, Cleo. Yes, Cleo. Um, I think she'd be brilliant. I think she'd be really good uh, as a companion. I'd love to see her as a companion. I think that'd be, I think that'd be a, a great little pairing. Um, but it's just exciting. We now know who we're getting. Um, you know, as a, as a Whovian, you have all these questions which become staples, don't you? And it's not just about... It's obviously like the key thing is about the act, the lead actors. But it's also like, what's the new theme tune going to be like? And what's the new oh, police box going to look like? Gonna look like? like yeah. yeah. What's the what's the, the, the new interior? Sonic screwdriver? Yeah. Um, are the Will darks going to change themes? Are they going to have a sonic screwdriver? You know, yeah, exactly. All these questions. Um, 
I think Chris Chibnall went on, or, or, like, like said in the latest Doctor Who magazine, which I still haven't picked up yet because I, I didn't go into the office this week. Um, the I, I think he he was interviewed, and in the interview he said he's not expecting Russell to pick up to carry on with the Timeless Child. I think he he in fact he's convinced he's he, what well, convinced he thinks he's going to drop it, which is fine, you know. So I can't see that that story arc going anywhere from this point. Um, depends what they obviously do. Probably doing. just won't get touched like the hybrid never got touched. It nothing nothing really lasts in Doctor Who. That's a quote, like, isn't it? That's an actual quote from it. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. Nothing really lasts. I'm sure it is, but it sounds familiar. I don't know where I got that from. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I just really looking forward to it. I want a more classic TARDIS. Uh, I'd like the sonic screwdriver to not be a magical wand as it is and has always been. I get the point of it though. You, you need it to expedite the story, um, like in the classics and stuff like yeah, that. That's they, why they brought in the psychic paper, didn't it? So the Doctor wasn't getting locked up for forty-five minutes. Exactly. Yeah, you need these mechanisms to be able to drive you through the store through forty-five minutes worth of content quicker. I wonder if Russell's going to revert back to more frequent two-parters because I can't remember either. I was talking to one of you guys about this, or I read it somewhere. I maybe even seen it on a YouTube video um, that he's wanting to go back for a, for a, a, another um, kind of serialized but but cliffhangery structure. It'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, it just gives it, some of the stories a bit more longevity. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. the two parters were really strong back in Russell's era. They were, yeah. Do we have? I a... mean, that's partly because a lot of them were written by Stephen Moffat, and he's fantastic at isolated. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. He's quite he's quite good when he's got the time to build up something. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. He's not juggling Sherlock and then the entire series of Doctor Who in one hand and God knows what else in the other, um, Tintin or whatever it is. Um, Interesting to see who he brings in as. Um, supporting writers oh shit i was literally just about to ask you that yeah yeah spot on yeah has he have they announced any of the writers yet uh, no <laughs> so this is this is the this is what i'm getting at we know nothing we know nothing we know they've they've right so one of the official things that happened this week was that they closed down roth lock so bye bye it's gone they know they know really? no, yeah they're no longer filming at roth lock they've moved to bad wolf studios which is just down the road funnily enough apparently um it's in cardiff i don't know if physically if it's on the same road but um Dad, Bad, Bad Wolf Studios is uh not Dad Wolf Studios Bad Wolf Studios um is <laughs> that's something entirely different um is also in Cardiff so yeah so they've officially moved moved studios uh I'm trying to think if I've heard anything else there was a supposed leak about did you did you see the the um set location leak with the with the printout and I some stuff not. had been redacted, so there was a basically oh, like no, a, actually it was like um, a four piece of paper. And a bunch of stuff going on. They were it? talking like about car chases and soldiers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, they were basically. I don't know who it was. I think it was maybe a, a note to the runners or something about about crowd control and footfall and stuff like that. I think they'd have to move everyone's cars off the street. Wouldn't That's they? right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know how accurate that is, um, or whether or not someone just kind of typed it or printed it and started circulating. You know, did the old tea bag on the paper trick to make it look like an artifact? Um, <laughs> I don't, yeah. But uh, so so stuff is happening. The, the wheels are turning, but we're just not finding out about it, which is interesting. Um, find it interesting as well that they haven't referenced. Obviously, they don't want to take the limelight away from um, uh, Shooty, but they they haven't referenced at all who he's who he's going to be joined by, or when we're going to find out who he's going to be joined by. It can't be too long, really. It, well, for start filming next week, so they've got to announce it. Yeah, they've, they've got to announce it. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if it's in the next day or two, to be honest. I think um, we'll start seeing little details drip in, like what the costume's going to look like. Obviously that's another one. It. Yeah, that's another one. I mean, what do we think? What's, what it is? Nine was what leather know. jacket. <laughs> Ten was pinstripe suit. Uh, Russell, such a wild card, really. Well, 
they they say that the actors themselves have some level of influence with with the, with the costume choices nowadays anyway don't they poor Colin Baker didn't um so do we think he's going to go for something extravagant I can see him in kind of like a frilly third doctor sort of shirt and then some sort of I don't know kind of like a long coat maybe well yeah piracy very looking sort of like and again, because of the comparison we kind of spoken about before, we know that as an actor he can pull off loud colours. Mm. So it may be something along those lines, or depending on how they want to write the character, it may be something a bit more simple with a couple of quirks thrown in. So it's one of those things, again, where I, I'm kind of envisioning it being a bit more plain yep. than where we just come from, from sort of Jodie's outfit. T-shirt jeans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd never know. It might be. T-shirt jeans and a nice hat. But we'll <laughs> Tank top, miniskirt, and rollerblades. This is evolving quickly. <laughs> um, it could be anything, and I'm I'm happy. I'm looking forward to us talking about that first outfit when it gets. It'll be leaked. It'll be leaked yeah. the next week. It's got to be, unless they're not doing on set location filming next week. Because um, this is the weird thing, right? We've been privileged in the past that they've announced the Doctor, and and fans have had so long to wait until they start filming that the uh, marketing campaign has, has has had the opportunity to release promo shots and publicity shots of the Doctor and the Companion. Do you remember David Tennant and Billy Piper when they were stood in front of the police box in his, in his, uh, yeah. in his brown suit? So they've got the opportunity to do that. They're filming next week. Photos are going to get leaked um, or taken, you know. So they've got to they've got to release something. In Russell's um, statement in the press release, he says they're rationing. So <laughs> they're rationing they're... information that they're going to drop out. So I, I assume. Oh, has he said that? Has he? I assume they, yeah, in, in the paragraph. That, <laughs> oh, okay, right. It's not. Let me find it. He goes. Um, yeah, he mentioned something, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm sure you're dying to know more, but we're rationing ourselves for now with the wonderful Jodie's epic finale yet to come. Oh, that sucks. Um, Don't. They're not stepping on anyone's toes. Everyone's still looking forward to the centenary special. No one's. No, this isn't going to diminish that in the slightest. Most. A lot of people for different reasons. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm only looking forward to seeing Ace and Tegan back and more. As so I'm led to believe. Um, Janet Fielding let slip. I don't know whether it was misinterpreted or not, but she 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 severely implied that there were going to be more returning companions uh, on Twitter, which would be amazing if that happens. But I don't know. It, though, really well, I'm concerned. Boring. Too many cooks spoil the broth slightly. I'm I'm concerned about how they're going to fit uh, Tegan and Ace in in terms of getting an action, you know, level of relevant action in there, and how, how the Doctor recounts them. Ever <laughs> recounts them? They're not. I, honestly, I, I will talk about it later. I'm, <laughs> no, go on. Say, say what you're thinking. What are you thinking? Well, I was just going to say they're not going to get treated any better than Kate Stewart was in Flux. Or Jack in the, Revolution. Yeah. yeah, that's my my uber concern. Uh, Jack, Jack had a little bit more involvement, but Kate Stewart was literally just, oh, hello, you're here. And then they just... <laughs> my beef is how the Doctor interacted, not to kind of like harp on about this, but how the Doctor interacted with Jack in Revolution. She She basically didn't. She just kind of, you know he left so abruptly like it was a it was a pissing voicemail <laughs> and that was it there was no goodbye or anything but I don't know anyway well, I anyway. it was supposed to be Jack and Gwen in the centenary wasn't it but obviously um, things evolved oh is that why in right real okay. life, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting then alright fair enough then well I guess we shall have to wait and see what happens but I, I, you know for now we can't really say any more um we're going to find out in the week uh, who the new companion is. It's got to come out this week. It has to. Um, and maybe there will be some set leaks and stuff like that. So hopefully next week we'll be able to talk That's in a bit more detail about... Only if he's actually going to have one to start with. Because there may be potentially an episode or two where he's companionless. 
That would be interesting. Know. Yeah, that'd be very interesting to have a companion and this doctor. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a very good a good thought. It depends depends what they do with it. They could go whole Pertwee style and strand him on Earth or something. You never know. Um, I doubt they would. I mean, but... either way, if that document is accurate, then it sounds like it's going to be um, energetic. It certainly does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And let's face it, if you guys have seen, is it the Golden Compass, Bad Wolf's uh, latest um, production uh, with Daphne Keane, I think she's called, um, the kid from uh, Logan, um, That the, the production values on that were stellar. So I, I only have massive high hopes for this. Um, and we have to remember now as well, folks, that, that this is m- part of a much bigger scope. We're now into kind of like Sony-invested uh, external company producing the show so series 14 shaping up very well so far you know great great production team fantastic cast announcement doctor who could be back on track as we as we know and loved um but i mean li- listen folks listening to, to us today we're obviously very excited about it what are your thoughts what, what do you think about it you know drop us a drop us a response on on, on twitter or facebook let us know um we'll, we'll try and share your feedback in, in in next week's recording hopefully by then we will have a, a companion to talk about um you, you never know you, you never know but until then thanks for tuning in and give us a like and subscribe on our twitter and facebook channels and don't forget to join us next week where we'll finally be bringing you the review from today which would have been pyramids of mars uh but but from now it's a goodbye from us.